Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. Our posture is not this combative, enraged, mad at the world. That is not the posture of the Christian. And if it is our posture, we're somehow missing something. We're not totally sure that Jesus really is in control. But if we do believe that Jesus is indeed who he says he is, and that he's doing what he said he would do, then our posture could be grace and peace. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of 1 Corinthians. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his introduction to 1 Corinthians in a message titled, The Gospel Comes to Corinth. Now, here's Pastor Brian. We're going to find it to be, as it always is, very relevant. Now, let's return, as I said I wanted to, let's return to what Paul said to, well, before we do that, let let me read verses 1 through 9 of 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians, verses 1 through 9, Paul And and there's something I I want you to listen for as we read through these first nine verses. There's going to be repetition in these first nine verses that are key. And I want you to listen for it and see if you can get what we are talking about. So Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sosthenes to the church of God in Corinth to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus, for in him you have been enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge, God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you, therefore you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Did you get it? Did you see what was repeated over and over and over and over? The name, the person, Jesus Christ. Paul was all about Jesus. You know, you can tell what people are about by the things they talk about. You can tell what people are excited about by the things they talk about. And Paul, you could tell what Paul was all about. He was all about Jesus. And and that that becomes so clear right here. So keep that in mind. We'll come back to that in a moment. But, But let's go back to what Jesus said to Paul in regard to to Corinth itself. And let me read it to you again. He says, Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent, for I am with you. And no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. So 
This is God's word for us today at this moment in time. God still has many people, many, many people that he wants to reach with his gospel. And listen, we cannot fall into the trap of thinking that just because our world is slipping back into paganism and, and, and deep into dark things, that the gospel is somehow irrelevant now. No, the gospel is as relevant as ever now. Because remember, it was a pagan culture that the gospel went into. So we're not even thoroughly paganized yet. We're doing our best to get there as a nation. But, you know, I mean, I mean, think about it. In, in the first century, there was no church. It was just starting. The only real manifestation of God in the first century before the apostolic mission was the synagogue or the, the temple in Jerusalem. The Jewish people, they were... They were the, the one group on the planet that were the people of God. And by that time, they were all confused about their own identity and about their mission. And it wasn't like they were having any kind of a great impact in, in any of the societies they were in. They were pretty much keeping to themselves. And they, they were not on any kind of a mission to speak of to really spread the knowledge of the one true God. So the world is completely paganized with all of the things that come along with that, all of the idolatry, all of the perversion, all of the injustices and all of the, just the evils that, that permeate those kinds of cultures have permeated them and still permeate them. But it was this world that the gospel was sent into. And like Paul said to the Romans, he was absolutely convinced that the gospel was the power of God to salvation. Paul is going to go to Rome. He's going to go to the epicenter. He's going to go to the capital. And he says, man, I can't wait to get there to preach the gospel to you because the gospel is the power of God to salvation. This is God's answer to these things. And so we have to understand that. And God's word to Paul regarding Corinth, I believe is God's word to us today. I have many people I'm not finished working. I have many people in this town, in this city, in this county, in this state, in this nation. I have many people around the world still that I want to draw to myself and I want to use you, my people, to do it. So what are we to take away from that? Number one, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Listen, lots of Christians are being driven by fear at this very moment. There's so much fear out there. And, and the fear is causing people to either, you know, sort of run and hide, or it's causing them to get this, this kind of a boldness that's not really a Holy Spirit boldness, but it's just an aggression toward those that they perceive to be the enemies. And neither one of those postures are the right posture. 
We're not to run and hide, but we're not to also take up our arms and go out and attack. We are to go forward with the gospel. We're not to be afraid. And so as we hear all of these things, and, you know, just so happens that we live in the the day of uh, the internet and social media and all of the information that's out there and everybody's got an opinion about where things are going and what's going to happen. And they, they can see it all and they're telling us all about it. And, you know, people are listening and they're getting freaked out. We cannot listen to those voices. We must listen to the voice of the Lord Jesus who said, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And secondly, don't be silent. Don't be silent. Now, there, there are people that want to silence us, of course. There, there always have been and there always will be. The devil does not want the gospel to go forth. That's just a simple fact. He does not want people hearing the good news if he can get it distorted, that's okay. That, you know, that's fine. He'll, he'll let that go out, a distorted version of it. But the last thing he wants is people who are, who are really, you know, just clearly bringing Jesus to the culture. So he's, he's going to push back against that in various ways. And so we have to not be afraid and determined to not be silent. Oh, we're going to speak. We're going to speak the truth. But remember, we're also going to speak the truth in love and in wisdom and in winsomeness, but we're going to not be silent. We're going to speak the truth. And then this beautiful reminder Jesus says to to Paul, which is for us as well, I am with you. I am with you. The Lord is with us. Now listen, all of this, of course, this rhetoric and the culture and the fear and all of these kinds of things. And let me just ask you, Um, a simple question. Did any of this take the Lord Jesus by surprise? No, it did not. Is any of this out from under the control, the, the ultimate sovereign control of the Lord Jesus Christ? No, it's not. And so we have to conclude from that that God is still on the throne. The mission has not changed. It's still the same. And the Lord is with us. He's with us. And so we've got to remember, we're not in a culture war. Some people are. And many Christians are sucked up in a culture war. But you see, if you're in a culture war, then you're fighting against flesh and blood. But the Bible says we do not fight against flesh and blood. See, our fight, it's a different fight. And since it's a different fight, we have to have a different strategy. Because the enemy is not the people in front of us. They are actually the victims of the one who is really the enemy. They're held captive by him. And our objective is to try to liberate them from that. But if we're attacking them, we're not going to be doing a very good job. And so we've got to go for the real enemy. Principalities, the powers. And we've got to fight in that way. Because Jesus said, I have many people. I have many people in this place, Corinth, that that wicked city. Jesus said, I have many people there. And that's true of every 
uh, wicked city in the world today. God has people there. So that's the Lord's word to us, I believe, for today. So what is our message? Well, we saw it there in the first nine verses, right? Did you notice nine times in nine verses, Paul speaks of Jesus Christ? And when Paul will write to the Corinthians and when we jump in and start looking at what he's saying to them, he's saying things like, I determine not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ. See, Paul, well, Paul was a smart man. Paul was an educated person. Paul was cultured. He knew his religion better than almost anyone in his generation. He understood the world that he lived in. He knew Greco-Roman culture. He knew all of these things. And he knew this, that in those things, there was not a solution, that there was a solution in one place, and that was in the person of Jesus Christ. So he said, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ. And that is the message that we have. We need to keep Jesus at the front and the center. And you know, when you, when you tack anything else onto Jesus, let me just say this. When you tack anything onto Jesus, you move him out of the center. So don't tack anything onto him. You know, I, I've noticed this on social media. I've noticed people, they, you know, there's a profile so they tell you a little bit, bit about themselves. And they say, Jesus conservative. Or they say, Jesus progressive. Right there, this is what you can know. Switch the order. Because the cause always comes first. I'm a conservative first, but then Jesus is part of it. That, that's, the way it that's the way it works out in real life, whether they intend it to work out that way or not. I've seen it over and over and over again. So the moment you attach a cause to Christ, whether it be a conservative or progressive cause, you've just taken the focus off Jesus and impaired people's ability to see him clearly. We have got to be faithful to to just say, hey, we are talking about Jesus. Now, what about all of these other issues that fall into the category of conservative or progressive? What about those? Guess what? Jesus takes it upon himself once he comes into a person's life to sort them out on those things. That's his job. And then I think a lot of Christians today, they've got, the, they've got it backwards. We're going to go into the culture and we're going to try to sort everybody out on their wrong views about society and about life and all of that. We're going to get everybody sorted out and then tell them, and you know, Jesus is the answer. It's backward. No, we go out with the gospel. Let them grapple with Jesus. See, when a person comes to Jesus, he does the change. I learned this a long time ago when I was pastoring years ago. And I, in my younger years, I was naive about a lot of things. And I would get on, you know, during, especially during election times, I would get on all these rants, you know, like everybody about, you know, the candidates and all of that. 
And you know, I remember one time reading through Titus and Paul says there in Titus, he says, he says, speak evil of no one for we were all at one time, you know, basically just goes on to describe our lost condition. So speak evil of no one. And I thought, man, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about my speaking evil of uh, certain candidates and so forth. So I just thought, you know, okay, Lord, I'm not going to do that. And I just determined from that point that I, I just did not want to go there. And I'll never forget, there was a couple that came and joined our church. They came from, I don't know, the Midwest somewhere, I think, Minnesota or something. And, and uh, I, just, I would see them at church and didn't really know much about them. And um, I had heard that they had received the Lord. And that was wonderful. But, but anyway, one day they came up to me and they said, you know, um, we just want to introduce ourselves and tell you a little bit about our background. And then they said, and we want to thank you that uh, you haven't really been political from the pulpit because we came in here as, in those days, the term was, we, we came in here as complete liberals and coming from our background and so forth. And, you know, had you ranted and raved about those kinds of things, we probably would have never stuck around long enough to receive Christ, but you didn't. And we did receive the Lord. And, you know, God's been changing our views on a, on a number of things. So they just were there to say, we want to thank you for that. That's the way it works. Jesus is the one who does that. So we got to keep Jesus at the forefront. He's got to be the center of the message. And we have to have confidence in him that he's able to correct and instruct and direct those people that come to him. And guess what? They might even draw some different conclusions than we do about certain things. But that's not my problem. I might not even be right about those things. But even if I am right, it's still not my problem. It's the Lord's problem. And he's able to sort it out. So keeping Jesus at the forefront That's our message. That was Paul's message. Jesus Christ. That's what a Christian is to be about. He is who we are about. And then thirdly, what is our posture? So our message is Christ. What is our posture? Verse 3 grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, of course, Paul is applying this to those who have already responded to the gospel. But when Paul went to Corinth, he went with the message of grace and peace. Paul went into this city and among these pagans with the message of grace. Let's remind ourselves of what that message of grace is about. Grace is about undeserved and unearned favor. And and Paul went into Corinth like he had been going into all of these other cities, whether it be Athens or Thessalonica or Philippi, he he had gone in with the gospel of grace, the good news that God was extending a peace offering to human beings 
and would freely receive them and cleanse them of their sin and bring them into a wonderful relationship with himself on the one condition that they would put their trust in Jesus. That, that was the message. It was the message of grace. And so that's our posture. Again, our posture is not this combative, enraged, mad at the world. That is not the posture of the Christian. It shouldn't be anyway. And if it is our posture, we're somehow missing something. We're not secure in the power of the gospel. We're not totally sure that Jesus really is in control. So so we're thinking we got to somehow take control ourselves. But if we do believe that Jesus is indeed who he says he is and that he's doing what he said he would do, then our posture can be grace and peace. We come as the ambassadors of Christ, informing the world that God is not currently imputing men and women's sins to them, but he's offering them reconciliation. And so, in closing, God's offer to the many, remember, I have many people in this city. God's offer to the many that have yet to come to him, the many who are right this moment over their heads in sin, evil, and darkness, the many who feel there's no hope of forgiveness, his offer is grace and peace. That's what we're bringing to people. That's the good news. The Gentiles had never heard any good news. They're pagan deities. There was no good news in that. The Jews had failed to really understand the heart of God for all people. There was no good news coming out of the synagogue. And man, Paul comes to town and he comes with good news. And sinners, wicked, evil people, they get saved. And that's the way It's been working ever since. And so, God offers grace and peace. And that peace with God has come to us through the blood of the cross of Jesus. It's the peace of God that will rule our heart and minds as we come to a place of living at peace with him through faith in Christ. And now let's join Pastor Brian in the studio as he shares about this month's resource on Back to Basics. I want to tell you about one of my favorite biographies. I love biographies, and this book is so fantastic. It's called Out of the Black Shadows, and it's the story of a young man named Stephen Lungu. And let me just read you an excerpt from the back of the book. It says, instead of throwing bombs, he stayed to listen. What followed was better than fiction. So young man 
in Rhodesia, Africa, who comes into a tent meeting as a terrorist intending to blow everybody up and instead hears the gospel and this takes him on a journey throughout the rest of his life to proclaim the gospel to his people in Africa. So I love this book. I read it years ago. It's just been republished and that's Out of the Black Shadows and that's by Stephen Lungu and Anne Coombs with a foreword by Patrick Johnston, who was the evangelist preaching at the time when he attempted to burn down the tent. So check this book out. I think you're going to love it. Again, this month's resource is a book titled Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu with Ann Coombs. You can order the book Out of the Black Shadows by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it, and then click on the donate button. When you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book, Out of the Black Shadows, by Stephen Lungu and Ann Coombs. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of 1 Corinthians. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.